speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! <laughs> that's gold. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that, that, that's peak banter that you'll get here from the morons. That is like a gold plated fucking Blackpool bracelet, that thing. It comes off after half a shower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, go, and gives you a scab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we should maybe just say. Uh, Check Memento is the first movie then. Aye, I think that's the first one to go out of the way. Um, <laughs> it seems like a bus There's a, a regular endorsement. <laughs> on that note, before we talk about the film, did anyone watch, I know Kyle, you put a couple of YouTube videos in the chat, um, but has anyone watched Christopher Nolan talking about how he comes up with the story structure where he's always that big fucking... You. Well, I, put, I put something in their chat and I said I went oh. to watch it and I just turned it off after, after five seconds because it looked like an absolute wanker on it, so I just didn't even I, watch it. It was nice. You're talking about it's like a, it's like a graph sort of thing, no? Yeah. Is that what you're so, saying? Um, just made yeah, us yeah, look yeah, like yeah, really yeah. up until, so I just didn't bother. It was a and it's also it's based on a book as well. A poem or something, no? Ah, it's a poem. It's his brother that wrote the poem. Oh, fucking wanky cunt. Is he? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've never even heard of I've got a question for you, Daniel. I don't know if Kyle clicked on you, but did you did you watch your third film for us? So no, I've not watched the third film, but I will watch the third film and give you a summary when I get it. Was but it was just something ridiculous. Uh, a film called Joe and the Volcano, from what I remember, um, and it's the, the forgotten Tom Hanks movie that no one's ever heard of. But it was Steven Spielberg that directed it. No, I've still never met anyone that's. I've asked spoke about it, and nobody's fucking heard of it. Oh, so you posted I, that. You posted that in our chat, I think. That about that movie. Produced by Steven Spielberg, starring Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, that nobody's ever heard of. It was you that put. It was you that put it in. Was it no, Kyle? It was you that put that. In. It was. It was. Um, well, listen, we are here to talk about Memento, so I think we should start off this properly now. Uh, a minute and a half into recording, and we're not even introduced the fact that we've got an extra voice in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, welcome to listening into Morons Review Movies. We do have an additional voice here. We've got a good friend of the show, listens to every episode weekly, and uh, <laughs> gives us reviews constantly, really good positive feedback. Uh, we have a good friend, Dubs, here, chuckling away. Welcome in. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I feel it feels weird like that we talk like every ten minutes and yet like we're meant to, like, we're pretending that we haven't spoken like at all. Like, <laughs> it's it's a, do you know what makes me laugh about us though as a group though because we've got how many group chats have we got that have just got a different subject? Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're talking about football, it goes into one chat in the draft. If we're talking about FIFA, it goes into the FIFA chat. If we're talking about wrestling, it was in the wrestling chat. It's the most geekiest thing I've ever heard of in the same group. But we were having the other the other night we were having like a really like bizarre like deep like political kind of debate. It lasted like two hours, and then like Burns had just posted something in the wrestling chat just to try <laughs> like move the the conversation because <laughs> it just clearly wasn't anywhere that he wanted to like discuss. Yeah, as well. That was. I couldn't keep up with it because I was trying to, I don't know what I was doing, if I was footballing or if I was just busy. That's what uh, the Times 2 fucking functions there for. 
yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're listening to Jimmy Savile's clips, it makes them even funnier as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, the most awkward chat, I think, is the UFC chat, which I think was made mostly because me and Sean find it awkward to just talk directly <laughs> to each other. Daniel, a couple of times recently, like you've like messaged me like directly um, yeah. about like kind of Sonny and stuff like that, and even now it still it feels strange despite the fact that we're like friends and speak every day. It's just a weird totally bit. weird situation. <laughs> it's just modern living, though. Eh? You wouldn't think we're all men in our mid thirties, eh? I know. That's. I was going to say that about the voice notes, though. Like. I, th- I think I'm at that age now where I just can't be bothered like writing like massive like essay messages, and we've all got like like friends that do that, and it's just like it's torture. I just want to send a voice note now. Like I well, feel like I can get a, my point across a lot easier doing that. It's a it's a good way for you to document what you're uh, what you want to say in case you forget. What a segue into this movie. Eh? The movie that we've got a choice to talk about this week is Memento. <laughs> is a man with a short-term memory loss who attempts to track down his wife's murderer. Um, so as we have been doing the seen and unseen, Dubs has selected his. So this is your scene one, I believe, Dubs? Yeah, I've I, I seen it like, you know, you remember Love Film, if anyone remembers that. Oh, right? I, I, the, the yeah, I, used to pull I, some back. I, I actually like didn't really watch movies until I was maybe about... 20 or something like that I just all I cared about was like watching sport and like gaming and stuff and then I kind of started like it's, it's so geeky but just like going down like an IMDB list just watching films that were highly rated and so I must have just stumbled upon this one of the times like when you were renting the love films um, but I, I like it was what it was like watching a new movie in a way because it was totally like I, apart from the premise like and obviously I knew kind of what was coming, but apart from that, I couldn't really remember much about it. So well, I irony couldn't remember. Let's come yeah. to you first for you for your story thoughts. Chatley, uh, I said it's the story of your life for getting things. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I was going to say before we go into Dub's thoughts on the film, uh, I just remembered that when we very very first started this club, and it sort of hangs into all our group chats. I created a group chat for this at the very, very start, back in lockdown. <laughs> the very first person invited into the chat was Dubs, and he left within a few minutes. Uh, it was too much. Though, so. Between that and the puzzle chat, the puzzle I'm just chat. no. I don't. I don't really like like. I, I won't just watch any old movie, which is why I just kind of, I kind of stomach the idea of doing that. Like even if it's every fortnight, like it's just, it's just not my thing. Oh, it's fucking murder to be fair. I'm a movie. I'm a movie snob. Like I really am. Well, judging on these films, maybe not snobby enough. Well, but but one one of them, one of them I'd only seen once, and the other one I'd never seen. So, <laughs> in my defence, but I'm actually behind you on that. To be honest. <laughs> what did you think of Memento then? <sighs> I, to be honest, like, do you know what I was thinking? Like when I watched it, when I finished watching it. It really reminded me of the usual suspects. I don't know if he's have reviewed if he's have reviewed that yeah. or even discussed it in passing. That I don't feel like the the plot of the movie or the premise or anything like that is enough to hold it up. Like, especially if you've seen it more than once. The the big things about the film are the fact that there's half of it is in reverse. And obviously the kind of there's like a twist 
but I don't think those are enough to make it like a a classic movie or a, a movie that you're going to revisit again and again and again. I just don't feel that way at all about that film. I was I, my expectations were were really high for it, and it just I just kind of felt I don't know I felt thick after watching it. To be honest, <laughs> I found that um, Kelly put something in her movie chat after I think it was I think it was before I'd watched the film, and it was obviously that you could watch a YouTube video and it would do it chronologically for you. So like I'd recommend anybody after watching the film to watch that because there's I I got a lot of it which I was surprised at because I thought I would come out just from my head exploding. Um, I found I had to sort of pause at the stage. But I think you were the same, Kel. That not because it's more because I was like watch a scene. I'd be like confused as to what had happened and what order that was in. So I had to like pause the film, not rewatch. Just think to myself, right, that's happened. This is the stage we're at. But obviously, just it makes you. I think watching that, I think it's like twenty minutes on the one you set, Kel, and it just makes you understand it a lot more and sort of clears up any any things you're unsure of. I thought. Don't know if you've always watched that or if Dubs had watched something somewhere after it too. The, the, the issue you find with that is that it just sort of exposes this film for not being very good because see when you just watch it in order, it's just a bang average shitty film. The That's only exactly that, point. It helps that they've done it that way, yeah. Yeah, the only appealing factor in it is the fact that they've jumbled it all up. It's, well, it's, it's, sort of like, it's sort of like telling a joke. If you tell a joke and then you have to explain it afterwards, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, yeah, it, it completely yeah. dilutes the, the effect of the joke. Like, I don't know. I mean, my, my scoring for it isn't like ridiculously low because I think there is some... And obviously, you have to give it its due. It is quite an innovative idea and it won like awards, but it seems to be it just won the awards for the idea because no one had ever really done it before rather than... Um, what the actual substance of the movie was, if that makes sense. Ah, it's a good point. It's similar to we did A Quiet Place a couple of weeks ago. And again, uh-huh. we all liked the premise of it. We liked the idea of what they were yeah. going, but the execution just maybe wasn't quite there. Um, and I kinda, That's kind of what I felt with this. I just felt like it was trying very hard to just jumble things up for you rather than make it interesting, if you know what I mean. Uh, I uh, did, obviously, because I'd, I'd seen it before, um, I knew obviously about the the chronology, if that's a word. Um, but there is like because I have seen it before, there is sort of like devices that they use to try and kind of tell you that early on that that some parts are in the reverse order. Like there's a scene where um, he's sitting in the bathroom and and he's got like a, a bottle in his hand, and he mm-hmm. says, I'm, "I don't feel drunk." And then I think the scene chronologically before that. Um, you see how it gets there and they, they, they finish on the bottle in that scene, if that makes sense. And they make it really, really clear that that's what's happening. There's another uh, part as well where uh, Joey Pants, uh, Joe Pantoliano, jumps on the bonnet of the car. And then, mm-hmm. then the next scene, obviously, they, they show it again. Mm-hmm. But then there's other yeah. scenes that are that are in reverse order where they don't like have those those like scenes where they're, they're clearly trying to explain to you that this is in reverse, if that makes sense. There's like bits where are just like they're just crammed in. I I, I noticed that anyway. I don't know if anyone else did. I spoiled that too. How that's kind of probably what made me confused more is the fact that some bits were explained and some bits weren't. Yeah, that there was there was duplicate scenes throughout the movie, mm-hmm. oh, and they yeah. didn't all they didn't always do it. 
So right away, I, I noted that down. I was like, that is them obviously trying to, like you're saying about how you can go and watch it in the correct order. They're trying to put that in there to to sort of explain it in a way or dumb it down in a way. But by doing it in a like a creative, artistic way, even if it's just literally just showing a bottle, they did it twice. Aye. Mm. I think they did it more than twice. I think they tried to. They did. Uh, that was just two like examples. Like what will I call it? A hook. They tried to have a hook that linked you in to go. Oh, that's that. That's yeah. That's it's like a, a plot device or a yeah. It keeps you going. Like there's mm-hmm. a, a good example. I think one. So some of the stories I think they did really well. Like him and what's her face from Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Oh. I thought that was done really well, especially the bit where. She goes mental at him, calls his dead wife a slut and all that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. The car. Mm-hmm. That's when it was sort of revealed to the the viewer, obviously, that wait, they know she's she's a wronging. Like, oh. and obviously, they had built it up that Joey Pants was the kind of the guy that was was wronging him, and it turned out it wasn't. Um, and obviously, because I'd seen it before, I, I sort of knew half about that. Um, but I did notice as well that you know how obviously in the the black and white scenes, he had like his his folder. Mm-hmm. Um, like where all his like information, um, obviously the size of it as well. I just thought like this is obviously bullshit. All of it, like it's obviously like a a, a complete ruse at his expense. But there was a part where he wrote down um, J- John or James or whatever, and she obviously was referring to the guy and that had her picture that she had with the guy with the moustache mm-hmm. as Jimmy. And right away, yeah. I was like that. The, the, there's something like right away that. The, the names aren't even similar apart for the J, but when I seen it was written, obviously that was in the black and white scenes, and then when she was showing him the the picture, that was in colour. So that like I, I thought right away, I was like, oh, she's a wrong, and even if you hadn't watched it before, I thought that that was quite glaring. See, I thought she was going to be more a wrong in this than what she actually turned it to be because because I was thinking, you know, when she gets all the reg plate, I thought that was going to be her setting him up, but it turned out obviously he was setting himself up so that he knew that it was going to be Teddy. Does that makes sense. Obviously, I'd done this through writing it, writing the reg plate on his on his knee, but I thought it was going to be because I don't you'd saw the I don't you'd saw the writing of the reg plate when he gets the yeah. So on that note, I think I think what Dubs is saying is like the the reg plate she wrote down was the Jaguar, I believe, that he stole, which belonged yeah. to the guy. So the so she wanted him to wrote, that guy. He wrote it down. Yeah, and then no, but he wrote down Joey Pants. Um, or whatever his name mm-hmm. is, um, he wrote down his one later on. So this is where mm-hmm. the, the chronology fucks you up a little bit because it's hard to know what happened first. Um, yeah. But she gave him the guy with the mustaches the edge plate. But later on, which was I later on both ways, whether you're looking at it chronologically or just how the film did it, um, he just made himself think it was the other guy later on. Yes, I mean, yeah, I thought it was all going to be a set up to kill kill Teddy, but it turned out he was making sure that he killed him himself by lying to himself, basically. I think even even the fact that while we're reviewing the movie, that we are getting like mixed up as to what order things happened, and I think that that's what the the people that made this movie were probably aiming at, like from the from the outset. At no point would they have thought everyone's going to understand this, and like so. And this is probably the best part about it, though, is the fact that there can be loads of, not interpretations of it, but there's loads of discussion about it. Like, I spent hours researching different bits on YouTube and stuff after the fact and wasn't even that much further forward on 
how I thought about it. So for, for, confused me is just that obviously when he kills um, Natalie, the, I don't, I can't remember the actress's name, but her name's Natalie, the one that he starts seeing and whatever, is that he swaps clothes with her dead husband or boyfriend, but he must have not, like, it must have not been that long after it that he knew that they'd forgotten that what he'd done or whatever. So the only thing he said was, I don't want my clothes to be covered in blood. So he swapped his clothes. But why would you swap clothes with somebody you've just killed? That just completely baffled me. For the plot. But, mm-hmm. No, but why would... <laughs> but it didn't make any sense. <laughs> no, but as I'm saying, it's just a plot device, I think, a lot of these things. It's just put in, oh, that makes sense in the plot, so just he just does it. Right. I thought but, I was but, missing but Joey Pant's like... character had said to him repeatedly throughout the film, regardless, again, what order it was in, that you're not who you think you are and all mm-hmm. that. Like So it wasn't even as if they were like hiding that fact. And mm-hmm. so if that was meant to be like a major twist... It was obvious that Joey P kept saying to him all the time, you're not who you think you are. You've no idea why he's still here. Why he's still here and stuff like that. Like, get out of town. So, he did give him more, he did give him different clothes to put on and then obviously decided not to because his wee yeah. uh, pictures with the cards. But when that happened, I was just like, that's just bizarre. I thought I must have been missing something. Why? Because you're just, you're just giving yourself, because he's, he's, and look, I can maybe understand that maybe he doesn't realise that that card doesn't belong to him. But then Teddy, I, I don't know the character, the actor's names, but Teddy ends up saying to him, like, that's not your car. So he tells him not to drive the car as well. So it's, it's as if he just goes against everything that makes any sense. Well, let's see. Let, let's check in with Sean to see if this made sense for him, because this must have been our first time watch, Sean. Uh, no, I, I have seen it, but I, it was like, Probably when it, because I can remember my dad had the DVD of it. This is what 2000 it came out. Oh, so I think I'd watched it in like 2003. Bearing in mind, I would have been fucking like 14, so I can't remember anything about it. But I obviously don't imagine I understood it at 14, considering that I'm 33 and I'm still none the wiser. <laughs> uh, just kind of listening to you talk about it, like, like. It took me quite a while to actually realise like that that it was in like it, it was in re- kind of reverse order. So I'm not going to bother watching like these YouTube videos that obviously Bonzi's talking about and stuff like that because to be quite honest with you, I don't I still don't think it would help me understand when it comes to films like and I've said this all along, I'm quite a simple guy like I, if there's something that I need to sit and proper concentrate on and like kind of work out kind of what's happening my brain just shuts down like I, I would be better off just doing a fucking puzzle than watching a film and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on so I did really struggle get the puzzle chat back up uh, <laughs> like so like see in the black and white scenes right <laughs> were they in order or like was yeah, that like a yeah. Fucking... Yeah. yeah so the black and white scenes they were in chronological order yes yeah. right and who, who was on the phone to Teddy Mm. I think I think it was Teddy, but I uh, who he thinks is a policeman that's helping him is who he's on the phone to. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's what I uh, because obviously, as, as Dub said, they try they try to paint Teddy as like obviously the bad guy because that's who he shot at the start of the film. <coughs> yeah. Back of the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and at the end of the film, you see him going and getting his license plate tattooed um, on himself. That's the last scene of the movie, yeah. and obviously yeah. it's it's connecting to the first scene. 
So it's like I, I honestly do. Struggle. But you're absolutely spot on. Why should you have to watch like a, something after you've watched a movie to understand Aye. that movie? Um, well, like, like I really, really enjoyed it, and like it's something that was that was really into. And I'm not talking about films like of, of this type. Like I'll go and read about it afterwards if it's something that I love. Obviously, we've got like, like, like a kind of trivia thing that Hunter will look up. Uh, so like I like stuff like that, but with this, I'll probably never watch this again. Uh, like I, I didn't even totally hate it. No. Like I, I like the idea, but the idea of the film, if it's in chronological order, and I think it was you, Dubs, that said that. Like it's more the idea that I think people that would have won this award. Because if I say to you, there's a film about a guy uh, who's got amnesia and he's hunting for his wife's killer uh, based on tattoos and pictures, uh, you could stick fucking Vin Diesel in that and it's just a B-Tech action film. <laughs> like, so, Bubs is right in what he's saying in terms of like, it, it's the it's the way that this is done is what's probably given it its uh, award. Way, it's got way more um, sort of uh, credence than what it deserves for based on the plot. Aye, yeah. and, I mean, uh, I think like, even the big twist in this that he's Sandy Jeffcoat, you could see coming a fucking mile off too. Yeah, um, we haven't really mentioned that that uh, part of the movie either. Is he Sandy? I see. Mum, the wise but I, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I, there is a scene where Sandy, you see Sandy sitting in the chair, and someone walks across it, and it very quickly flicks and shows you uh, Guy Pearce's character sitting in that chair. And it shows also died as well, because it shows the older woman changing into her sitting in a different sofa too. There's also one of the early scenes in the actual movie. Um, obviously, he's, he's talking about his dead wife, and he's like touching her thigh. And then obviously mm-hmm. later on it shows you him giving her the injection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In that area. Whereas at the start they were showing it as like a sort of tender moment between them. But then it turned out it was. <laughs> like. See, with the, see with the thing with his wife, right? Again, like, I, I honestly feel thick as fuck, right? So at the end, Teddy said to him that it was two junkies that basically killed his wife and, and they didn't know that there was anybody else in the house, right? So, but see through the film, I thought that it was going to be him that killed his wife, and obviously I can't remember. So, who killed his wife? Uh, so, this is where I wanted to ask us about this, right? Because part of me, well, without reading anything else, Kyle will probably have the answer to this for all his hours of research, but part of me thought that all the black and white scenes were completely fictional in his head, including his wife dying. Well, that makes sense because obviously that ties in with the Sandy Jerkus. Then, uh, what I think actually happened is that he he had this head injury or whatever, and then he killed his wife through injections, and nobody ever raped and murdered his wife. And he set himself on this vendetta to give himself purpose every day. And I think so. The way that Joy uh, Joy Pants, um, I keep I wish I need to start using actual character names, eh? Um, but sorry if you didn't have me here because then everybody else would know what you're talking about. I know. It's just. just Luke. It's just funny to say Joey Pants. I like using yeah. that name. <laughs> and he is the best thing about the film, I would say. Oh, oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Because he's so convincing as like a sniveling, like creepy guy mm-hmm. that you just, by default, you think that that is what he's going to be in the movie. And when it turns oh. out if he's even 1% like good, then it's a, a shock. I I've think seen, that that's I've seen, on, I've seen on far too much movies recently. And I sent a picture to Daniel not too long ago because I've been watching him in Sopranos for a bit. He's obviously been in this, and he also stars in Baby's Day Out. Oh, that's what I remember them for. I was thinking, of, of, there's something that I've, I used to watch that all the time when I was a wee boy. <laughs> Fucking so it is, man. The, he's in, the, 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 bad, the he's in Bad Boys as well, all the Bad Boys movies. 
Yeah, he's the he's like, like the, is it like the police chief or something. Oh, uh, he's the chief. Uh. But the, so the point I was getting to with Teddy was that at the point where they are in the house, the, a scene before he murders them essentially before they go down in the basement, and he's explaining to Lenny essentially what's been going on, and I think. I don't think there was ever really a murder. And I think Teddy, what's happened is Teddy's been using them to murder loads of folk. Oh, and I yeah. clearly know the first time he's murdered a, a, a random guy that Teddy's been. Yeah. It makes the comment that that's why you're so good at it. That to me suggests yeah. he's done it yeah. better than once. And it was almost like he was doing it as like a sort of, like I don't know, like a vigilante, like sort of, I don't even know. Like, But aye. I would say I, he's easily the best stuff. thing in the movie. That I've watched and, and, and searched, and he he killed her with overdose of insulin. Yeah, I um, thought the I thought she did get raped though, and then she got hit. I thought that was true, but then she survived. That's the way I. That's what I was thinking. So then she didn't. And then what happened was is that then obviously she had to take the. He was giving her the hits, and then that's she could end up having an over an overdose somewhat to obviously how because that's what Sammy was doing. I thought the, the I thought the raping was actually true, because then he did because then the bit that I thought was true, but obviously this could just be Teddy's character pretending this. As you know how there's a picture that comes through and he's like, he's obviously killed somebody and Teddy's taking a picture of him. Yeah, So I thought that could, and Teddy does say that obviously he killed, he killed the right person years ago. So I thought there was actually somebody that he killed who did rape his wife. See, but it's very on the second mm-hmm. man as well. So, like, see when he goes in and you think he's shot the initial bad guy, mm-hmm. right? And then somebody you don't see off screen smashes his head into the mirror. Yeah. The mystery second person, right? To me, instantly, my thought was he's actually just shot his wife in the head. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's not correct either because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense with the whole insulin thing. But that was. The first time I watched it, my thinking very early on was, oh, he actually killed his wife and he's convinced himself of this to cover up the fact that it was him that did it. You've got the part where Teddy says to him, your wife survived the assault and she was she didn't believe your condition. Oh, that's why I was that's why I was picking all that stuff up. So I wasn't sure if that was right or not, because that was something I was I think it's quite good in films of when Maybe not to this extent, but there's when there's there's endings and there's parts of the film where they don't exactly tell you you have to draw your own conclusions because it provokes discussion like this. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But that's what I was kind of referring. I was referring to the usual suspects at the start. Like there's a lot of stuff in that movie where, and I mean, it turns out at the end that it's like a a made up like person basically mm-hmm. there's loads of like stuff in that movie where it's like they're, they're telling all these stories and at the end you're like sitting there like was any of that true and the point of it is that it's not meant to be true and I, I sort of feel like that with this film that we're talking about a guy that can't remember anything but then we're trying to like put some sort of reliability on his uh, story when he, he doesn't even know what's happened so how the fuck is the, the viewer meant to know mm-hmm. you know what I mean but that, that does. But you're right. What you say, Bums, it, it does provoke some sort of debate. Like, yeah. so there's got to be something to be said for that. That's why, like I said earlier, I definitely wouldn't score it ridiculously low. But it's not going to be like, it's not going to be one that I would go back and watch again. Probably. I think it was Sean that said that. I feel the same way about it. And I think what Sean said as well is when Sean said about how 
he went like the reason I went and tried to watch the videos that Ke- the video that Keller sent is because I did enjoy it. But as if I hated the film, I would have been like, I've no interest in it. It was shit. So I couldn't care less how how it went end to end. I don't want to watch any more of it. It's because it was something that it had my interest throughout it, and I wanted to actually make myself understand it a bit more. But like you also said, Dubs is like. I wasn't going to go back and watch it again because if you were going to do that, you wouldn't want to know the full story end to end so that you'd pick it up maybe yourself yeah. when you, you went to rewatch it. Uh, it's a bit like, I think uh, The Usual Suspect's a great example or like The Sixth Sense. Like, once you've watched it, mm-hmm. it's done. Do you know what I mean? Because the whole point is it builds up to the twist. Like, and- Saw, Saw as well is just like, it's a massive twist. And then, it. when, but then it's surrounded by like a like terrible acting and like low budget, like which is not obviously their fault when they first made it, but oh, I might pick that for here soon. Saw the first. Has anyone not seen it? I've saw it. Give us more thoughts on your movie so we can pass over the fact you made that shitty joke there. <laughs> Maybe you can just cut that out. We can uh, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. It's too much work to cut stuff. Fuck that. Unless, what happens if we libel someone or like. It stays. It stays. Stay. That's fine because <laughs> I've got a fucking petition here. Like, so I'm, I'm ready for it. Oh, right, there's a lot of. Paul would up on every single one of us for saying something wrong in this podcast every year. So. I still get trend for wanting to have a, a drink with Hitler. <laughs> that was a bit weird. <laughs> that, was, that was the episode where Daniel wanted to bring a cop suit for a day out, eh? <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember how that came about. I think a few years oh. corpses that had picked corpses to come to the dinner. Who did that pick? Onto the giant. A giant corpse. <laughs> no, it was because you, you asked the question did they need to be alive? And then it was, oh, yeah. that was what led to the response you wanted to bring a cop suit. <laughs> Alright, give us some more of your thoughts. Again, I think it's been said before, there's the premise of a good film is in here and either, I know I've said obviously Joey Pants is the standout in this, I do think Guy Pearce is decent enough in it as well, but I think obviously as it transpires over it and you find out obviously it's fucking Christopher Nolan's brothers wrote a poem and that's the basis, it's, it's just... It, it's so weird because, obviously, I, this is my first time watching this, right? So I'm going into this thinking, right, I know where sort of Nolan sort of ended up with Nuri's films. Obviously, having seen quite a few of what he's done previously, obviously, with Dark Knight trilogy and fucking... What was the other one? For Inception and all that. So you kind of know there's got to be a bit of yeah, a fucking heat fucking it, but I wasn't expecting it to have started off like this, like this so early in, so... It was kind of a shock to that, like, but again, so kind of, I think, as I said, although that is designed to be, obviously, I could see and sense of some of the things, or maybe it was just second guessing, maybe it wasn't obvious, was like, I'm sure this is coming, obviously, like, with the whole thing that it was, he was Sandy Jerkis, and, like, the, I, 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 I think for me, that the, the twist at the end was kind of, it was the questions that at the end of the film, I thought, left you wondering about was better, maybe more I took more from that than maybe what was the story that was being told throughout the film, like how long has he been doing this, like 
is it is he is he going from town to town right for whatever right and also the fact that he also I think subconsciously can remember some stuff as well because he's thinking I'm gonna take down his regiment because I need to take him out and then the cycle continues again. And has it was that cycle one, was it cycle two or cycle three? It's and I that's think so I'm just gonna say I think that's a good point, Hunter, when mm-hmm. like I think during the film, it stage ass felt like a lot of sympathy for him, but then when, when he starts obviously doing stuff because he thinks, if I do this, I'll chase this guy and I won't remember that, and then it'll, it'll lead me to this conclusion, uh-huh. then you obviously don't feel much sim- as much sympathy for him because you're like, yeah. well, you're just obviously basically doing it for your own vendetta and becoming somebody that's going to go out and kill folk who have nothing to do with your wife's death, even if he actually believed that his wife did get, that he didn't kill his wife, if you just take that off the table but he's still going out and just thinking, I'm just going to go and kill random folk now. Exactly, that's it. And as more like the fact that was he killing before he fucking, who's to say that these folk that came and attacked his wife weren't friends or family of somebody that he'd fucking, he's saying he's an insurance investigator, who's to say mm-hmm. was he going and killing folk on the fucking side before it? <laughs> we, mm-hmm. Obviously we don't know that far back in his past. Again, the one aspect that I did, I read up on it when I was kind of doing a bit of research and whatever, was like, uh, from Natalie's character, like, obviously, you see, they're saying that we feel sympathy for her, or maybe not sympathy, but a likening to her to begin with when she's in getting them the file, maybe, in the restaurant, but then you realise how dark and sinister that she is as the story sort of backtracks throughout, that she is meant to symbolise how flawed his plan is. I noted something down about her as well, actually, and it's sitting there, and I don't actually know why. It's because we've not really discussed Carrie Ann Moss's character that much, but there's a scene where she's got one of the pictures, and she she sort of crumples it up, and he says, "Oh, you better burn that, mm-hmm. right?" But she just crumples it up, and I don't know if she puts it in a pocket or something like that. And then mm-hmm. later on, you see him like burning pictures. And I think early on, like I noticed that right away. I was like, again, like I gave away that she was had an agenda because she didn't like burn. It was I don't know if it was some sort of incriminating evidence or something like that. I can't. Was it like a dead body? It couldn't have been a dead body because that was the, the the whole point was what mm-hmm. they were looking for that person. But I, I, he definitely said to her, you, "You should burn that," and she just went like that with the picture and like mm-hmm. didn't even really crumple it. Just sort of like folded it and put it away. And I think like right away you're. Son, right about you. Aye. No, I, I, uh, she was definitely. Well, I think my instinct was to be suspicious of every single person in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, putting yourself in Guy Pearce's sort of shoes, if you could do the member of anything, everyone's taking advantage of you. And they, they sort of try to show that that even the guys in the motel are like they're, they're letting them out multiple rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's paying for all of them. And one, where the fuck's he getting all this money, by the way? Like, yeah, I didn't. Well, I think this is where it's coming from. Remember, he kills the guy. I took the two on a grand. Uh, it was maybe the drug deal that obviously Teddy had set him up, set him up to go there and kill him. And he took all the 200 grand because I was thinking that because obviously it doesn't put things not in chronological order. So I'm assuming that he's basically spending this 200 grand on living. So, in actual chronological order. Him getting that money was about halfway through the story. Oh, was it? Right. Aye, because <laughs> so the, moment, the moment where him and Teddy are first at that abandoned house where they kills him, 
and he's killed the drug dealer. Like that's about halfway through the actual narrative. Yeah, I know, but they, not, they clearly they show at one point that the cut, the, the the black and white changes into color, and I think that the whole movie is meant to be like a circular. It's not, it's not defined it that way. Do you know what I mean? Correct. So, yeah. see after the opening scene, this is what I learned from watching Christopher Nolan do his wanky sort of semicircle thing that he was talking yeah. about. So, the way he describes it is, apart from the very first scene where, you, where you're basically seeing the end of the story, right? The rest of it started in the middle of the story, right? It started oh, in the middle, oh. And then ha- half of it's going backwards. So, the first half chronologically is going backwards, right? To the start all the way back to sort of get uh-huh. the first part of it and the second yeah. half of the narrative is going forward but from the middle right so they both start in the middle and then half of the film so the uh-huh. ones that are going backwards are, are the ones for the very first half of the actual chronological uh-huh. narrative. and the ones going forward are the uh-huh. ones that are from halfway onwards if you know what i mean and i think that's why it fucks people up so much because only half of it's in the verse so yeah tied off with him killing the guy and it all went, it's not. It's not just in reverse. No, no it's not. not. No. It's it ends in the middle. Essentially, is what you wanted it to be. So yeah. the middle, the middle point in the story is him getting that tattoo in his leg. In the, <laughs> right. Ah, that would make sense, I because that's then starting on eight act two and since we goes on to the part <laughs> of I know you were questioning Dio as well, like the, the amount of money that he had as well, and then you sort of referred to this like abandoned. Like building that it was meant to be doing this in, and like I don't know if it was maybe I don't know how what the budget was on the movie. Well, it doesn't really look that abandoned to me. It just looks like it's off a main road. Like they don't really plan away from it at any point and show this big like a, a yeah. warehouse in the middle of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. literally just you see like a path, a gravel path up to it. Um, and another thing as well, like unless uh, the Teddy character is like an expert forensics cleaner. He's leaving fucking DNA everywhere. If he's meant to be this master like murderer <laughs> who is never going to get caught because he, even he can't remember his crimes, like he's leaving fucking DNA everywhere. Oh, don't worry, I'll just change clothes and then that'll be the end of it. I'm never going to get caught. Like, wears the same suit every day for the next fucking two weeks or however long the fucking timeline is. Yeah. I, I chuckled at the thought of that he's, he becomes a serial killer and does this in multiple places and multiple multiple timelines because he tattoos everything on his body. <laughs> All, all your evidence of your notes is on your body. Do you just end up endlessly covered in tattoos for as long as this goes on? It's like uh, yeah. the first prison break where the tattoos actually get them into you while they get them out. <laughs> as, this is where a lot of the flaws come in. Like, <clears throat> that he's had this idea and he's gone all the way through from start to finish. I'm taking this idea to the very fucking limit. But it's got quite a few sort of little glaring holes in it. Um, yeah. The fact Absolutely. that he's endlessly got money to go around different motels. I think the way I picked up as well was that no Teddy was saying you need to get out of town, you need to get out of town. It's almost like I think the, the narrative before you got here was that Teddy sends him to a new town, says like you need to leave and go to fucking Boston or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. that's topical Boston. Um and then Teddy will also follow him there and set him up I to come must, there, yeah. and then yeah. somewhere else. So that's why mm-hmm. in theory when they get caught, he's moving from town to town all the time. It's it's basically, just Teddy's hitman for uh, to basically kill folk for him. Uh, for anyone oh, else. So I, I, was, I also <laughs> wanted to question how inconsistent his short term memory was. Yeah. Yeah. Because how did Natalie know exactly when he was going to 
because she was out in the car, remember, and he's panicking, trying to grab his stuff. Like, at yeah. what point does that short-term memory loss reset his memory? Because it seemed like she had that massively worked out because she went to the car, she sat in the car for 30 seconds, came back in, and it was reset. I mean, like, and then some points, he was on a big chase with a guy with a gun, and he's like, that, that seemed to go on for ages. There were dogs chasing him, and I don't know, I just felt like it was really inconsistent. But, but that's... That one scene where he forgets what he's doing during that scene. There's yeah. longer scenes in that in the film, and he doesn't lose his memory during mm-hmm. the same scene. If you know what I mean. So again, that was pretty hard to like believe. I would say. I mean, the whole I thing. Maybe I assume that maybe they'd skipped a bit where maybe she had actually went out or something, or they'd skipped time a wee bit or something stupid like that. But obviously they could have just put a filler scene in there to make it more... No, the, the, the way they showed it was that fundamentally like she was literally just, she went out to the car and then oh, put the, the mirror down and made sure t- she was beaten up. She was beat, really yeah. beaten up and then just came back in. And you see him, he's like rustling around and then he looks out the window and he sees her in the car. And that's mm-hmm. him, he's just, he's, forgot, he's just fucking decked her. Come on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. It was too inconsistent. Like the the one that Dubs has mentioned was the one that really annoyed me. Was when he's running away for the bad guy. Aye. Suddenly he's like, "Who am I chasing?" Oh wait, he's chasing me. Aye. So yeah. he's forgetting everything. Like right now, as it's happening, if you yeah. like. And then other times he's because at the very start, it almost gave you the premise that he forgets when he goes to sleep. Aye, that's what I kind of believe in the start. I think if they'd remain consistent with that, it would have made it better. But I can imagine Christopher Nolan, because probably the best scene in the film is the Carrie Ann Moss scene where she goes out to the car and comes back. That's probably my favourite scene in the movie. Yeah. And I think he really liked that. And he just was like, like we're doing this is what we're doing. Um, and all the rest of the consistency had to sort of go out the window. Because if he was, if the whole film was him forgetting shit every 30 seconds, you would never be able to make a film with it. No. It would be impossible. Like, I just the Not bit also that annoyed me just before we move on to glaring um annoying sort of plot points out. If we're meant to believe so the Sammy Jenkins thing made sense because it was partly his memory from before the accident. Right? That's why he remembered it in so much detail. But what we're actually saying is it happened after the accident and it was him that did it. Right? Mm-hmm. So how has he managed to create this whole fictional memory when he can't create memories. He's do you know what I mean? So he he's uh, he's made up the narrative, but he's also been able to remember it every day, forever. So which only made sense if it happened before the injury, which is what they were trying to tell you. But subsequently it turns out it wasn't before the injury because he fucking diabetes he's wiped to death we are so, <laughs> the Sammy Jenkins character was an actual con man who got caught faking it and he's mirrored that scenario into his memory and got it mixed in. Right, okay. Or oh, is that what he's typed that? So that he's... actually happened. He had a guy pretending that he couldn't he didn't have his memory but he never did the whole insulin thing. He was just a con man that was trying to fudge insurance. And that's merged into his life. Uh so but still he's had to then remember that somebody died from an insulin overdose, right? Which again happened after his Injury or memory loss. Thing. How does he remember that he's got a memory problem? If he because he explains to everybody he meets that he's got yeah, he tells he tells everyone that, 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 like regardless whether they're they're listening about it straight away. But why would he ha- Why would that stay as a new memory for him if would, that wouldn't have happened till after the accident? 
Why? How would they remember what the correct medical term is for it as well? Because imagine when he's went to yeah. the doctor and been told this, he could have actually forgot it by the time he got into the car. So now that you mentioned that, actually, I think when I looked at Wikipedia, they refer to it as something, but he he, do, he doesn't refer to it in a medical term, does he? I'm sure All he says is it's not amnesia. It's not when amnesia. When he's about Sandy Jerkis, he gives it the medical term. His first memory of, of the first part of the Sandy Jerkis story. That's the it. irony of this character, obviously, that we've been talking about, like, is he real or anything like that, is that I don't think we've got his name right once like, uh, at any point in this like, podcast. It's Sandy hilarious. J. Sandy J. It's, Sand, it's actually Sammy, is it not? It's Sammy Jenkins, is it not? Oh, we call him Sandy, Sandy J. <laughs> I will say one thing actually. Um, I don't know if any know that, but see the his wife. That's a Fraser's manager out of the like popular sitcom. I don't know if any have watched that at length, and she's like absolutely brilliant. Like, she's so like over the top and like flamboyant and stuff. There's like an episode where she starts presenting a TV show with Fraser or something like that. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Because well, in this, she's quite like, obviously she's like a concerned like wife and she doesn't really get a lot of chance to kind of like show off or anything like that. But uh, she's absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, just to clarify, it is Sammy, Sammy Jankis. 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 So not, not one of us got that name right, which is quite, it's probably a good point to... Like, oh. end this movie review on. Has any of us called Guy Pierce Leonard or just call him Guy Pierce? Lenny. Lenny. Enough for them, Lenny. Aye. The Lenny, one thing I was going to mention was is that uh, I came into it was if it was Daniel that said about how he had this big, massive notes. Like, it looked as if it was about 500 pages. You wake up me. in the morning. You ca- aye, you ca- oh, was it you, Dove? Sorry. You wake yeah. up in the morning, you can't remember a thing, right? You've got all these notes to read through. You'd spend all day reading the notes, and if he's, he'll forget the, what the first note said after fifteen minutes, too. But I thought that I, th- I think I've already said this that I think that that was deliberate right away. You to say it yourself, wait, the new. This uh-huh. if this was like a if this was like a double murder, like I've watched the wire. The, the files are fucking like wafer right. thin. Like <laughs> they're not that bothered. Like, even if it's him making the notes, where's he getting all this like info? For? Like he's not. He's he's an insurance, or he was meant to be an insurance investigator. Right. Like. Where's he fucking came up with all this shit? It's probably just the same stuff over and over and over again. Because he's losing his memory. Like it's well, probably like I, Sudoku um, and stuff like that and crosswords and all that in between. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm losing the will to talk about this anymore. And I think we should get some trivia done and out of the way and get to score in this one. Yes. So Hunter will frantically try and find trivia now because he's never oh, prepared. I've actually researched it. Oh directly for IMDB. Of course, copy and paste job. Whilst he's doing that, do we feel like Guy Pierce? they definitely want you Brad Pitt for this. Well, funny enough, don't take my fucking trivia off me. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone someone kind of brushed over it earlier, like that they they liked his his performance. But I mean, the only other thing that I, I know that he features in really prominently is Ellie Confidential, which I think you've done that as well. If you yeah, have, really yeah. Really. I don't, I don't rate him at all. I, I don't know what it is, but I just, I don't know. Dead he's like, he's, got dead he's expressionless. Aye, he's like an action man. But like, That's what they say in uh, Always Sunny. Yeah. I'm sure there's an episode of the Always Sunny podcast where Charlie was in a play with him and the director said he had dead eyes. <laughs> sure is. Uh, he's aye. got dead eyes. Uh, but he's also in another film we watched, which was Dead Port Society, which I also thought he was wooden and shiting. He's like a fucking mannequin, an actor. Is he younger than that, though? That's an older movie, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 
much older. 90s, I think. Right. Yeah, I've not seen that one. He's playing a much younger guy. He's playing like a... Right. Yeah. We'll cut you off. No, that's fine. Sorry. I may as well just start off on the uh, actors fucking considered for roles here, eh? Considered fucking Daniel was fucking jumping in two feet right first anyway. (laughs) So, uh, Aaron Eckhart, Brad Pitt, Charlie Sheen and Thomas Jane were considered for the role of Leonard before Guy Pearce got the part. However, Christopher Nolan's first choice for the role was Alec Baldwin. That's a very different movie if he's in there. Yeah, I can't see that at all. I question some of these. Like, you see this with every film um, on like Wikipedia about people that were um, considered for the role. I think a lot of the time that like I've watched stuff about like The Sopranos and stuff like that, and they talk about how like movies and TV shows get made a lot of the time. And I think sometimes what they do is they just try and attach a name to a project in the hope that it'll get money. So wow. it's always like these big names. When it's like, I mean, obviously you can see Brad Pitt, like physically, obviously they're similar. Like if you've seen, he's done Seven as well, reviewed that. It's a very similar sort of physicality that he brings to that movie, Seven, but he's a much, much better actor. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time it's just names that they put to these things. I, he was considered for the role. And it was probably just a, 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 a device to try and get money. That's all it was, probably. I also wondered, because it worked the other way, like, so like an agent's maybe trying to get a role for their like a, a transfer room or so they basically mm-hmm. then two years was, in yeah. the lines, you know, oh, such and such was actually yeah. considered for a role under uh, a Spielberg film. I think you should maybe have a look at them for your Yeah, role. The, the level of bullshit, like, I mean, it's quite apt. The level of bullshit we've talked since the start of this podcast, that it, it pales in comparison to what happens in the movie business. Like, it's it's incredible. It's like Daniel with Conor Gallagher and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He's trying to horse him out to every Premier League club. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, an agent, basically. But people will literally say anything in that industry to try and get um, like across the table for someone that might have a shot of getting some money towards something. like Or get under, the tab- get under the table with someone, depending on the part. Well, yeah, exactly. That's a whole different podcast in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've got plenty to talk about with that with the next movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, so second movie tip of the evening... The expiration date on Teddy's driver license is shown as February the twenty ninth, two thousand one. That's a day does not that does not exist in reality since two thousand one was not a leap year. So <laughs> detail. Yes. Uh, um, during Teddy's line, you don't have a clue, you freak. Director Christopher Nolan felt that Joy Pants did not quite nail the end of this line, so he decided to re-record the last two words. Uh, to his liking, delivering the lines himself. Therefore, in the final film, the words "you freak" as we hear them are not actually being said by Joey Pants, but they're actually being. It's actually Christopher Nolan's voice, and Joey Pants was not actually aware of this until a year after the film came out when they done like an anatomy of a scene. Wow, uh, Joey Pants is, is renowned though for. I mean, I don't know if this was the reason behind that, but he's not very good at re- remembering his lines. Like, they had to put, like, in The Sopranos, they put cue cards everywhere and stuff like that. So he was terrible at remembering his lines. Doesn't mean somebody else would just say them. He just sounds like made a wank to me, Christopher Nolan. I think a lot of it depends on your director as well. Like, um, this is something that you hear actors talk about quite a lot, but some directors and writers are very, very strict on you saying exactly what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ones are quite happy for you to maybe ad-lib what you think. Ad-lib, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
I'd imagine Christopher Nolan's very much on the do whatever the fuck I say side of that argument. Or maybe <laughs> even like whatever the delivery is, maybe he's saying like your feet was like, no, I need more of this, like can like being proper fucking wanky about it and then final date myself and then that was it. Uh, so also uh, so when Teddy tells Leonard to write, do not trust her on Natalie's picture, which you later crosses out, he writes it in cursive all of Leonard's other notes were in block print. It is a clever way of Leonard to appease Teddy, but also to warn himself that to, to also to warn himself that this is untrue because it's not written in the style of his normal handwriting. So that's why he scores it out. So he's but he knows how to trick his mind, which makes think as he is he's not as maybe his amnesia isn't as much of a hindrance to him as what he basically makes out and he tries mm-hmm. to get people to feel sorry for him. He's yeah. actually a very clever murdering bastard, but let's be honest. <laughs> and finally, again, there was a hot topic at the start of the discussion. So on the Easter egg, on the limited edition DVD, um, it allows the movie to be watched in the exact chronological order of the events of the film. The first couple of scenes of the regular cut of the movie appear normal in this version, meaning they are not reversed. However, this version of the movie on disc 2 is quite difficult to reach. The user must answer several questions and solve a puzzle, and forward, reverse, and chapter skip capabilities are disabled. So there's one for the puzzle chart as well. <laughs> Work out that mental puzzle. So you buy a DVD with a second disc, but you have to answer all the questions before you can fucking watch it. Correct. <laughs> Sean, would just you get trivial pursuit. To do that one. Yeah. What did you say, Kyle? Would you would you be jumping on board to do the pu- the puzzle before you get to watch a movie? And no, it wouldn't be one or the other. <laughs> Can I commit to, to both of them? <laughs> well, listen. Let's bring this one to an end then, and we will get our scoring on it. Um, as it is Dubsy's first time here joining us, and it's been a while since we've reminded you. But the way that we score the movies is in a 0 to 5 scale, going up in increments of 0.25, 5 being the best, 0 being Zulu Don. That's uh, that's the standard that we can make sure that this is above. Um, a quick recap on some movies that we've got at the top of the leaderboard, but I don't think it's in any danger. Goodfellas still sitting as number one with a 4.79. Um, a personal favourite of 12 Angry Men is joint second alongside The Shining on 4.7. And our bottom three movies we've got, as we always say, Zulu Dawn on a zero. The French Dispatch, which I'd highly recommend Dubs to watch at any point. That's got a 0.3. And uh, True Crimes is joined by The Hobbit and joined third bottom at 0.35. Dubs, you get to come in with your score first. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't want to score it that low, but then right away I didn't want to go too high either, so... I've went for 2.75, just purely because I like Joey Pants. Um, the idea is a clever idea, and th- that's the thing. Like It's easy for us to sit and slag it off, but ultimately um, it is pretty innovative. Um, but it's it's not enough to make it a, a classic that you're going to be re- revisiting all the time. So I'm going for 2.75. 2.75. Sean? Uh, I'm gonna give it a, a two point two five. Uh, pretty much just what Kurt said. I, I like the idea. Uh, it's just it's too confusing to be any higher than that. I think I'm gonna. I'm, I'm a simple man. Shocked. 
that could be the name of every podcast every week. Um, I'm going to go slightly higher than you, Dubs, and give it a three. Um, I, but I do feel that watching the explaining videos after it elevated it a little bit for me because it made more sense that way. Daniel? Um, so I was initially going to be in the ones for this, but our discussion... <laughs> <laughs> How much uh, discussion it sparked on was it sort of made me give it a wee bit more medics. It is no very many movies can give you so much to talk about. So I'm going to go up a wee bit. I'm going to be like Sean, a 2.25. 2.25. Hunter? Uh, I am going to give it a three. I was kind of swithering on, because of what, like what Daniel said, that it's very similar to Quiet Place where the premise, but not the execution. However, I do feel that the performance uh, of this one. more likeable performances this one compared to A Quiet Place so number three for me number three Bunsy finish it off I'm also going to give it a three and you basically said exactly what I was going to say Kyle so you're bang on there we go a three for you Bunsy you have got an extra digit to add into your calculations this week are you ready to do the maths across six numbers yeah I've done it already fucking hell <laughs> hey, 2.71 that is a 2.71, this puts us a point one above A Quiet Place, which is one that we keep referring this to. A uh, Quiet Place was a 2.7, uh, but it does bring it slightly behind uh, movies such as Blood Diamond, Mad Max, The Shape of Water, and Midsummer. This one will come about 111th in the Morons leaderboard. Out of 181 movies. Almost top half. It's like a Chelsea season that finish, eh? Like 100, <laughs> oh, do we? 108. <laughs> Seasons get worse because you're still getting beat. <laughs> ah, <I> still <laughs> well, Dubs, thank you very much for joining us for your very first uh, encounter into Morons Review and Movies. Uh, we are getting you back for the following week. Yes, Dubs, we do pretend that we do these in separate weeks um, for the way that we edit them. But we have got a much okay. more exciting movie for us to talk about coming next week, which is Manchester by the Sea. So if you're looking for some real fun, real excitement, some engaging chat, log in for next week to hear more about Manchester by the Sea. And as morons, we'll bid you farewell. Oh, Hunter's missed his cue there. We're just going oh, to no. right. I, I might just save it for next week and just go. YouTube is he watching the football? Aye, I think Anthony's deed. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. God, you fucking moron. Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Huh? You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! Hey, moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.